Hi, it's Tim Hagen from Progress Coaching, and welcome to another episode for the Coaching Conversations podcast. Now, we are on Stitcher, we are on iTunes, and multiple different channels. Please check us out. Now, one of the things that you'll get out of our podcast episodes is a lot of content, a lot of strategy. It's not fluff, it's not concept. Yet we really want you to engage with the content and let us know your feedback. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. If there's topics you'd love to have us address, we would love to share them with you. Let us know your impact and let us know your feedback. The past week has been very revealing. There's been so much information on things like Facebook and LinkedIn. And I read a post by somebody talking about we have to stop over-glamorizing long days, and hard work. And I really thought to myself, stop glamorizing overworking and long days. And I was shocked when I read it, and I somewhat countered the person, and I know where she was coming from, and it was coming from a good place. And I'm sitting there thinking, glamorizing, overworking. And people started commenting about work-life balance and things like that. Those are very important. I do not trivialize that. I do not dismiss that. What about working your ass off because times are tough? Yes, the world's been sideways. Yes, things have been tough. Yes, we've been boxed up in our homes. Yes, we want to get back to normal. I get it. And when I read that, I felt really funny about the post. And I put a comment in, and it certainly spearheaded and ignited some further conversation, which is very, very healthy. And I thought, glamorizing? It really hit me funny. So the next two days, I started to become hyper-aware. And I would go into stores and with a mask on, and I would hear people complaining about their long days. And I thought, you know what? Maybe that author was right. And one day I was in a store and I was looking for something. I couldn't find it. And I was near two employees, never offered to help me sat there and complained about their job, complained about their supervisor. And it hit me, wait a minute. This is ridiculous. I'm within three feet. I need help. I clearly can't find what I'm looking for. No big deal, right? So I went up to them and I said, ladies, can I ask you a question? I said, I do a lot of work in the workplace coaching field. I I just have one question for you. They said, sure, what can we do to help you? And they were very polite, very nice. I said, are you guys on break? Because I always wonder where companies let their employees take breaks. Do you guys have a lunchroom? Because I don't know if that's changed now. And essentially, I was playing dumb. They said, no, we're not on break. We're working. 22 minutes, they sat in that aisle, complained about their employer, complained about their coworkers, complained about their bosses, while they were getting paid. Almost a full hours of work between the two of them with nothing getting done. They basically chose an aisle that they could hide, collaborate, and complain. Now, is this the whole world? No. And I think what we tend to do is manically react to things. Oh my gosh, times are tough. We need mindfulness. We need life balance. Yet, I don't hear us talking about, you know what? Times are tough. Dig in. Let's go. The reason I shared this with you is two days later, I found myself being a hypocrite. I was about to teach 
a workshop, ironically, on coaching resilience. And sure enough, that morning, I got some tough news of a very, very good friend who was diagnosed with cancer. And I thought, ah, boy, I'm just not in the right mindset. Oh, I think I'm going to just maybe cancel. And I thought, wait a minute. That is the most hypocritical thought you could possibly have. Here's a guy who's upbeat, positive, teaching, coaching me on how to get through tough times. And I want to take off a two-hour workshop. I almost wanted to hit myself. So here's the funny thing. A couple days later, my wife and I are talking to our kids and my son was up at our cabin and I just sat back and I reflected and I thought, man, my kid's up at a nice log cabin home on a lake, getting away. He's about to graduate from the University of Wisconsin-Madison. My wife and I are doing some stuff with the rest of our family and we're giving to charities instead of gifts to each other this year. And I thought, why are we able to do that and some people aren't? And there's a myriad of reasons. We're lucky, we're fortunate, we've worked hard, we have good educations, whatever it might be. And I'm certainly not putting us on a pedestal. And my wife and I start talking about it. And we start having this, you know, very effluent academic analysis of why we're at a place in our lives where we're at. And I finally look at her and I said, that's not it. That's not just it. She goes, what do you think it is? I go, we work our asses off. We work our asses off. And I think we have to also, when we talk about work-life balance, if someone can show me an equation for every single person in the world of what is and what that looks like, great. It also goes to the foundation of, are you doing what you love? My wife and I are very lucky. We both chose careers that we both really love. Not everybody can say that. Again, we're fortunate, we're lucky. Yet in the workplace, we talk so much about the employee and work-life balance and having empathy. And believe me, I am all for those things. We have done some things for our employees this year that I would tell you historically I would not have done. And I think they have demonstrated empathy. So again, manically, I don't want this to be taken out of context. Yet what we don't talk about is, man, if we're on a ship and the ship has got some water coming over the side, are we going to, as a collective group, say, let's take shifts to bail the water out of the boat and um, we really need some balance? Here's why I say that. We're in a pandemic crisis. And yes, mental health is important. Yes, Empathy is important. Yes, stress is important. I'm not negating that. Yet we can also insulate ourselves from some of the other stresses by working our asses off, working hard, taking a second job. So the end of the week comes. I've gone from observing two employees complaining, reading a post about how we glamorize overworking, to multiple interactions, watching employees complain about work and hard work and long days. And then, hypocritically, I'm ready to cancel a workshop because my friend's diagnosed with cancer, yet he's not canceling his work days. And I thought, who am I to have that thought process? And then at the end of the week, I started to think about it and reflect upon it. 
and thought about my situation and thought about other people's situations. We talk about empathy. We talk about work-life balance. We talk about so many things. Yet what we don't talk about, and we don't talk about it hardly at all, and that is we got to look at people in the face and say, you know what? Times are tough. Buckle up or shut up. You got to work your butts off. We'll give you time. We'll give you breaks. We'll give you some of those mental health things, some of those life balance things. We all need it. Yet, we tend to play defense. We tend to sit back and say, boy, people are stressed. Yes, it's stressful times. Yes, going after things comes with an inherent amount of stress. Yes, water's coming over the side of the boat. You're not going to look at the person next to you and say, could you take the bucket and bail? I'm, I'm going to kind of seek out some balance on the other side of the boat and just relax. Now, I know that's a theatrical, probably overly dramatized view of what's going on. But what we don't talk about is working our asses off. Looking at employees and really saying, we need to work our butts off. So the last conversation I had was with a client called me on the weekend from a financial services firm. And I'm not going to mention the client's name because I don't think it's fair. And they had awards given out, gift cards, cash awards. And he was ticked off. He was ticked off he didn't get something. And I'm on the phone and I am just shocked at this point. So I've gone from two sets of people who are complaining about their job, talking about their bosses, getting paid to do it, by the way. And then I have someone on LinkedIn saying we're glamorizing, you know, overworking. Are we really working that hard, all of us? Now, I know some people are. I know some people will take this podcast the wrong way. I know this podcast will tick off some people. And I just sit there and I go, I scoured LinkedIn. I scoured Facebook. We talk so much about all these things, and I am all for them. I am certified in emotional intelligence. I have a certification for assessments for EIQ for mental health systems. I have been practicing the last year and a half. Empathy as much as I possibly can because it was my low score. I became very aware of that. Yet, I also know I work really hard. I'm not saying I work harder than other people. Yet, we tend to look at these things and we go from one end of the spectrum to the other. So what's going to happen in 2021? Here's my prediction. Not everybody. Some people are going to say, Whew, I'm so happy we're back to normal. And I promise you, complacency is going to set in. See, the thing about 2020, and I shared this in an earlier podcast, People can accept change. People had change shoved down their throats. People didn't look at their CEO or their boss and say, ah, no, 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 no. I'm not going to work for a home. I'm going to resist that element to change. They didn't have a choice. By state or federal law, to a certain extent, we didn't have a choice. We had to work virtually. Yet it shows when we get pushed against the wall, we can do what? We can accept change. We can drive change. We can embrace change. We can do some amazing things when we're forced to. 
Yet, why do we have to be forced to? So let me give you my last example. I remember years ago at a company by the name of Phoenix Products. And it isn't in existence anymore under that name. It was bought out. And I remember we did a workshop and it was with a union-based manufacturing company. And we were talking about what it takes to run a business. And we were just doing fundamentals. Here's what top-line revenue looks like. Here's what typical expenses look like. Here's what happens when a customer doesn't pay us. This is how it impacts our cash flow. Here's what we need to do and how to utilize a credit line. And I remember a really big guy got ticked off. And he was the supervisor of one of the shifts. And he said, why the bleep do we need to know this? I said, maybe you don't. And I just stopped. And he looked at me and said, excuse me? I said, maybe you don't. He said, that's it? I said, yeah, maybe you don't. You can, you can leave. I don't want to force this on you. I will tell you, this is your reality. This is your reality. If the company doesn't have money to run payroll, if the money doesn't have enough customers, you just can't keep giving people money. And he just was furious with me. So over the next half day to full day, we put them into groups and we gave them scenarios, such as not enough money in the bank, credit lines tapped out, bank won't give you more money, what would you do type scenarios. And there was incredible anger and frustration. Here was the funny thing about it. By the end of the day, people started to calm down. They started to gain a perspective. And I asked one question of employees. Now, this is well over 20 years ago. And I said, if this company went down for whatever reason, and by the way, the company was doing great. What we wanted to do was educate them for personal productivity decisions. Not tell them to work harder, give them perspective to see what they would do. So I went back to them and I, again, asked that question. If this company was going down, what would you do? The same gentleman stood up and goes, we'd get another job. I go, do you understand legally the owner of this company can't do that? And he looked at me and goes, what do you mean? I said, he can't quit. He has a fiduciary responsibility. He has a legal obligation to a lot of things you're not aware of. So what I hope everybody got out of today was that when we work and you see the spreadsheet, you see the balance sheet, you see the income statement up on the wall, if we make 50 lights versus 30 in a shift, what happens? Does our profitability go up or down? The guy said to me, well, obviously it goes up. I said, what happens to job security? He said, wow. Now, this was a guy four to six hours earlier was using expletives and screaming at me. So we sat back. The next six months, the third shift's productivity went up over 32%. We never asked him to. See, I think as we enter 2021, We've got to educate people. Here's been a shock to the system, the system being the company. Here's what's happened to us financially. Here's what's happened to us in terms of our people. Here's what's happened to us and here's what we need to do going forward. We need 
you to be resilient. We need you to find a way to do two more things than you normally do. We need you to go above and beyond the call of duty so our customers are thrilled. Here's the funny thing. I go back to the Great Recession, and I still think one of the best presentations I've ever heard about this scenario was given by the president of a company called the Inpro Corporation. And Mark got in front of the whole sales organization. He said, look, we're in great shape. We're going to get through this. Let us run the company. All I ask from you is you make a few more calls in the morning. And before you leave at the end of the day, maybe you make five more calls than what you normally would. Now, brilliantly, you do this over 100 plus sales reps. You really kind of scale effort. And that company got through, if not flourished through, the Great Recession. See, management and leadership run companies. We also cannot lose sight. I am, and again, not suggesting we do not show empathy. I am not suggesting we don't have issues with mental health. What I'm suggesting in 2021, we need to keep our guard up and fend off complacency. Fend off relaxation because once the vaccine's here, once we quote unquote get back to normal, let me share this with you. Now more challenges exist, if not even more than 2020. So what we have to do is rise up, rise up be resilient, go above and beyond the call of duty, do whatever it takes. So again, I am all for not working long days unnecessarily. I am all for empathy. I am all for mental health. What I'm not for is having that message be interpreted to avoid working your ass off. Thank you for listening to another episode of Coaching Conversations by Tim Hagen and Progress Coaching. Now, our company is always coming out with new and innovative solutions to help leaders coach their employees. And recently, we just created a new service called coach to you where leaders can pick and choose topics and assign 7 to 21-day programs for employees to learn and, more importantly, apply actions and then reflect and share what they're going to do going forward as a result of the learning. It's called coach to you. We're literally bringing coaching to your employees. If you're intrigued, we'll have a link in each one of our episodes where you can get more information. And again, thank you so much for listening to another episode.